Ah, 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 don't touch that dial. This is the Blondie program brought to you by the Watertown Players. Before we join the bumsteads of Shady Lane Avenue, let's gather around the bandstand for a curtain raiser from Juanita Eddington. Raise that curtain, Juanita. Pick up all my cares and woe, here I go, swinging low. Juanita. This week's episode is being sponsored by the Watertown Players, your favorite community theater troupe for more than 30 years. During this pandemic, we know that our fans have had to resort to watching reruns of old-time TV programs such as SpongeBob SquarePants or Laverne and Shirley. Well, take a break from those classics and tune in to Blondie every week. Check Facebook each and every Saturday for the YouTube link to listen to these great family-friendly episodes. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. And now it's time to drop in on the Bumsteads for our weekly visit. Tonight we find Blondie, just back from marketing, talking to Baby Dumpling in the kitchen. My goodness, let me put these bundles down. There. Close the back door, baby. Okay, Mommy. I was listening for you to come back, so I could open the door for you. Thank you, dear. Where's Daddy? He's still on the couch in the living room. Still asleep? Uh-huh. He had a dream, too. Look, I drew a picture of him having it. <laughs> we'll show him this when he wakes up. What's he doing with his arms in this picture? 
He was fighting a whole gang of robbers. He kept on hollering, I'll take you one at a time. I don't see why he wants to sleep so much if he's going to have dreams like that. Why didn't you wake him up, baby? He never likes to get woken up until his dream is all over. I know. It makes him mad not to know how it came out. Let's see what he's up to now. Hmm. He looks peaceful enough. I guess he won the fight with the robbers. Maybe we better wake him up then and tell him about the man. What man, baby? The one who wants to see him. Oh, did someone come to see Dagwood while I was out? Uh-huh. He was a funny man. How do you mean funny, baby? Well, he looked funny. He had a long face and little whiskers near his ears. And he talked funny. And his suitcase had little colored pictures stuck all over it. Suitcase? I'll bet it was another salesman. Well, I don't think it was. Because he didn't ask for the lady of the house. He asked for Dagwood Bumstead Est Esquire. And I said, Daddy's name wasn't Esquire, but this was Bumstead's house all right. So then he came in. Oh, baby, you shouldn't have let a stranger into the house. It might have been a burglar. He was very polite for a burglar, Mommy. He saw Daddy asleep and didn't laugh. Well, what did he do? He said Daddy had the Bumstead eyebrows. And then he picked up Daddy's shoes off the floor. He took Daddy's shoes? Uh-huh. And he called them boots. And he brought Daddy's slippers. Well, I never. And then he asked where the master kept his boots. And I said, up in his room. So he took them up there. He went upstairs? Oh, baby. How long was he up there? He's still up there, Mommy. What? Oh, well, we'll soon find out what this is all about. Dagwood! The idea of a perfectly strange man rummaging through our house. Dagwood, wake up! <sighs> wake up, Dagwood! What's the matter? Wake up! Hey, no! Let go! Shh! Listen, Dagwood, there's a strange man upstairs. Uh-huh. Well, ask him what he wants. I certainly will. But you've got to come, too. He may be a burglar. Burglar? Eh? Just one burglar? One is enough. How many do you expect? I had six of them in my dream. Listen, Blondie, do you know what I dreamt? Please, Dagwood, tell me the dream later. What are we going to do about the man upstairs? What man? Oh, Dagwood, you haven't heard a word I've said. Now listen. There was a funny-looking man came in the house while you were sound asleep. Oh, no. Why, I hardly closed my eyes. You were snoring, Daddy. Not me, baby. That must have been Daisy. I suppose Daisy dreamed about those six burglars, too. You were so sound asleep that this perfect stranger came in and took your shoes. Eh? He took them upstairs. Took my shoes? Upstairs? Who says so? I saw him, Daddy. Now listen, baby, that's the silliest story I've ever heard. But he did, Daddy. He's up there right now. Dagwood, you'd better go see. All right, all right. But if this turns out to be the little man who isn't there... I'll show him to you, Daddy. Wait, baby. Stay behind Daddy now. Going up the stairs. 
peek around the door first, Dagwood. Yeah, I am. Hey, he is in there. He's got my shoes all right. What's he doing with them? He's uh, shining them up. Gosh, he must be crazy. Well, humor him, Dagwood. Tell him we know where there are a lot of better shoes for him and send him away. Yeah. But speak gently. Don't startle him. That makes them violent. Yeah. If he gets noisy, you run and phone the cops. I'm going to tackle him now. Hey! Shh! Gently, Dagwood. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, well, uh, hello there. Ah, good evening, sir. Mr. Dagwood Bumstead, I presume? Uh, that's right. I, uh, I live here, you know. Quite so, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, do you like those shoes? Your boots, sir? Well, sir, since you ask, sir, I feel that they should be discarded in the near future, sir. Be beginning to show where, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, you're welcome. I guess those shoes, uh, boots are a little scuffed. I, uh, run a lot, you know, uh, down to the office and all. Yes, sir, quite so. I'm glad you keep fit, sir. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Uh, say, uh, don't get excited now, but where did you come from anyway? Why, sir, indirectly from Tunnywells on Trigwater, hence Sussex, sir. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. His Grace, County Seat. Grace who? I beg your pardon, sir? What did you do? I have done nothing reprehensible, sir. My last remark was intended to convey that I had somehow failed to comprehend the trend of your interrogation, sir. You've got nothing on me. I don't understand you either. Wait a minute. Oh, Blondie! Yes, Dagwood. I was right outside. I don't think he's dangerous, Dagwood. No, harmless. I guess, uh, see if you can find out what he wants. All right. Hello. Good evening, madam. It was so nice of you to polish Dagwood's shoes. Uh, what's your name? Just call me darling, madam. And now listen, don't get fresh. Shh, Dagwood, we must be gentle. I did not mean to offend, sir. Everyone calls me darling, sir. Oh, do they? Why? It's the custom at home, sir. Well, I think that's very nice. You must be quite popular back home. I flatter myself that I am not unpopular in my own environment, madam, both below stairs and among the gentry. Sir Edgar himself has not infrequently expressed his approval of me. Does Sir Edgar call you darling? Oh, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, don't thank me. I haven't got anything to do with it. You know, Dagwood, I think his name is Darling. It is Darling, sir. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Uh, hey, is that really your name? It is my surname, sir. The Christian names being Buckingham Roger Trevelyan. Gosh! Mommy, is it all right for me to come in? Yes, Darling. I beg pardon, madam? Oh, not you, Darling. I mean my Darling, uh, uh, Baby Dumpling. Listen, this isn't going to work. Uh, what did you say your other names were? Buckingham Roger Trevelyan. Yeah, oh, uh, well, look, I'll just call you Buck for short. As you like, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, don't mention it. And listen, uh, don't keep thanking me, will you, Buck? 
I will try to refrain if you find it distasteful, sir. Okay, Buck. Now you call me Dagwood, and this is Blondie, and that's Baby Dumpling, who just came in. The young master of the house, no doubt. I'll say he is. And now that we're all friends, maybe you won't mind my asking how you happen to wander into the house and start shining shoes. Yeah, no offense, mind you, but what's the idea? I begin to apprehend, sir, that I was not expected. That's right, you weren't. In that case, sir, if I may say so, you have been most forbearing in your treatment of me. Why did you think we expected you? It was my understanding, madam, that His Grace had written a letter apprising you of my coming. Who is this Grace? I had reference to His Grace, the Fifth Earl of Bleakhaven. I've never heard of him. Oh, sir, your own cousin, sir? Cousin? Dagwood, you never told me you had a cousin who had a title. I didn't know myself. Why didn't my father tell me these things? His Grace warned me that the American branch might not be so keen on family matters as are we in England. Gosh, I hope they don't find out about this at the office. Why, Dagwood, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Well, maybe not. I'll wait till I see Cousin Earl. Uh, is that his name? No, sir. Begging your pardon, sir. Well, I'm not going to call him Grace. No, sir. Your relationship would warrant sufficient familiarity as to address his grace's Bleakhaven. Listen, Buck, I'm all mixed up. If his name is Bleakhaven... No, I sir. That's the title, sir. Earl of Bleakhaven. His grace is a, a form of address. Like calling a judge your honor, Dagwood. Oh. He is also called Sir Edgar, of course. Why? What's the guy's real name? His Grace's family name is Brumster, hence Sir Edgar Brumster, which is, of course, quite the same thing as your American name of Bumstead. I don't get that. Neither do I. How does that happen, Mr. Darling? Uh, just Darling, Madam. Call him Buck. Uh, listen, Buck, how do they make Brumster out of Bumstead? How do they spell it? Why, sir, the name is spelled B-R-O-O-M-S-T-R-A-W. Brumster. That spells broomstraw. Yeah, even Baby knows that. I guess that's not my cousin after all. Oh, yes, sir. Beg pardon, sir. You are his nearest kin here in the States. That's why he sent me to you, sir. Well, if you're a friend of Dagwood's cousin, you're very welcome. My heartfelt thanks, madam. Sure. Uh, won't you sit down, Buck? Oh, no, sir. Forgive me, sir. It, it wouldn't do, you know. Why not? Why, sir, I... I am in service, sir. Where's your uniform, then? I don't think he means in the Army or Navy, baby. Do you, Buck? No, madam. I am a gentleman's gentleman. Well, Mommy says I'm a little gentleman, too. But I can sit down. Uh, quiet, baby. Uh, listen, Buck. What does a gentleman's gentleman do? I attend to many personal matters for his grace, Sir Edgar, chiefly matters of dress. See that he's well turned out, you know. Oh, that's why you, uh, polished up my shoes. To be sure, sir, Sir Edgar has sent me to be your gentleman's gentleman for a space. Hey, wait a minute. Can't Cousin Edgar afford to have you anymore? It isn't that, sir. 
It's just that Sir Edgar thought it would be unseemly for me to be attending him while he worked in the coal mine. Coal mine? What's he doing in a coal mine? He is ostensibly employed in, uh, digging coals, madam. Actually, of course, he is gathering material for his new novel. Oh, he's a writer, eh? Under the nom de plume of Horace Muggins, his grace has written some very profound works on various industries, sir. Horace Muggins? He hasn't got any more names, has he? Never mind that, Dagwood. It was nice of Sir Edgar to send Buck to you for a while. Uh, how long will you be with us, Buck? Until his grace sees fit to, uh, reclaim me, madam. I, I trust it will not be inconvenient to have me here. I shall endeavor to give satisfaction. Well, I don't know. I don't think I can afford a gentleman's gentleman. Oh, no money is involved, sir. Naturally not. Yeah, but I might as well tell you, I only have three suits. If I may say so, sir, a gentleman is not judged by the extent of his wardrobe so much as by its care and character. You know, I think it will be a good thing for us to have Buck here for a while. Well... Have you anywhere else you could go, Buck? Since you mention it, madam, no, madam. Thank you, madam. Uh, perhaps you could discuss the matter more freely if I were to withdraw. If you would be so kind as to direct me to the scullery. The kitchen is downstairs, just off the dining room. Can I show him, Mommy? I like Buck. Yes, dear. Run along. Thank you, madam. I uh, have laid out your dinner coat, sir. When you ring, I will return at once to assist you in dressing. If that will be all, sir. Yeah, sure, Buck. You go ahead. Gosh, Blondie, I don't want to get dressed in my tuxedo. Now look, Dagwood, that poor man is depending on us to keep a roof over his head. Though he wouldn't say in so many words, we can't turn him out. I don't mind having him around, but why do I have to put on a boiled shirt? Well, you don't want him to think that an Earl's cousin doesn't dress for dinner, do you? I don't care what he thinks. It isn't as if we were going to a banquet. Well, I'd like to see you dressed for dinner sometimes. You let him dress you when he comes back. Well, what would the gang at the office think if they knew I had a valet? Gosh, what would Dithers think? I bet he'd go get one too. We'll find out tonight. How? Dithers isn't coming here tonight. Oh, yes, he is. I forgot to tell you. He phoned while you were asleep. Coming here? What for? Something about some plans you carried away from the office. Oh, gosh. The plans for Kashmir Smirch's new house. Who's Kashmir Smirch? He's Dithers' wife's uncle. He's rich as a goat. Dithers will skin me for keeping those plans. Well, your cousin is an earl, so don't let Dithers or his wife's uncle bluff you. I know, but this is business. Smirch is going to add more rooms to his house. And if the plans are held up, he'll be sore. He's a crusty old coot anyway, Dithers says. Well, Mr. Dithers criticizing someone else for being crusty is the pot calling the kettle black. Ooh, I bet that's Dithers now. I'll go. You stay here and get dressed. We'll show him. This episode of Blondie is being produced and sponsored by the Watertown Players. You know, folks, just last night, I went over to Sharp Corner Park 
I was intrigued by the long line of short people standing in front of a cute little red house. My curiosity got the better of me, so I decided to join the queue when what to my wondering eyes should appear but a jolly old man with twinkling eyes dressed in fur from his head to his feet. When it was my turn to talk to him, he asked me what I wanted for Christmas. Well, sir, my first and only request was for the Watertown players to keep producing wonderful comedies, musicals, and plays for many years to come. Santa said he would do what he could, so of course, I told him that all he had to do was text the word Blondie to 44321. Well, my friends, he immediately got out his cell phone and did just that. Thank you, Santa. Hey folks, you can be just like Santa and give the world the gift of entertainment by getting out your cell phone and texting Blondie to 44321. You'll be glad you did. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. Bumstead! Oh, er, excuse me. I, I thought it was... You are quite correct in assuming that this is the Bumstead residence, sir. Whom shall I say is calling? Er, Mr. Dithers. J.C. Dithers of the J.C. Dithers Construction Company. Uh, perhaps, sir, you have a card? Card? Oh, er, yes. I have one somewhere here. Nope. Just tell Bumstead I'm here. He knows me. He works for me. Indeed, sir? If you will step into the drawing room a moment, sir... I will ascertain if Mr. Bumstead is at home. Of course he's home. I will ascertain, sir. It's all right, Buck. I'll entertain Mr. Dithers. Very good, madam. Thank you, madam. Listen, Blondie, who's that? Oh, that's Buck. Dagwood's man, you know. I don't know. What man? Well, Buck is really Sir Edgar's gentleman's gentleman, of course. Uh, Sir Edgar who? Why, Sir Edgar Brumster, or Bumstead, as we call it, Dagwood's cousin, the fifth Earl of Bleakhaven. This is no time for kidding, Blondie. Dagwood carried home some important plans of them today, and Casimir Smirch is out in my car now, hopping mad. Well, ask Mr. Smirch in. Wait, I'll send Buck out for him. Oh, uh, Buck! Listen, I don't want any games played on Smirch. He has too much money to monkey with. Uh, did you call me, madam? Yes, Buck. There's a gentleman out in Mr. Dither's car. Wait a minute. Listen, Buck, do you really work for Sir Edgar somebody, Earl of something or other? Oh, yes, sir. Quite so, sir. I have had the honor to be in His Grace's service for 22 years, man and boy. Well, I'll be doggone. And now you're working for Bumstead. Yes, sir. Mr. Bumstead is Sir Edgar's cousin, you see. And so... Okay, I believe you. Thank you, sir. I have made it the habit of a lifetime to tell only the truth, sir. Yeah, and it shows on you somehow. No, oh, this is going to be good. Go out and ask Mr. Smirch to step in here. Yes, sir. Very good, sir. Listen, Blondie. Casimir Smirch is an uncle of Corey's, see? Very snobbish. Never did a lick of work in his life and sticks his nose up at me because I'm a self-made man. But he comes to you when he wants work done. He likes to show off to me. But business is business, and I collect a sizable check every time Smirch builds an addition to that oversized funhouse he calls his estate. Oh, I saw the photographs of it that Dagwood brought home. It's an awful-looking house. 
sort of like the Tower of London with minarets. Now, this is where we put on a little dog ourselves. You help me, Blondie. We'll let it out that Buck works for the Earl of What's This, and that the Earl himself always stays with you when he's in this country. Oh, but Mr. Dithers... Quiet, here he comes. Step this way, sir. Thank you, sir. Mr. Casimir Smirch calling. Come right in, Smirch. How do you do, Mr. Smirch? I'm Mrs. Bumstead. Well, Dithers, your employees do themselves very well, I must say. <laughs> English manservants. Stuffy little house, though. You build it? Yes, and it's a prize-winning small house. We're very comfortable here, Mr. Smirch. <laughs> you ought to see my place. Where are those pictures, Dithers? Oh, here they are, Mr. Smirch. Will that be all, madam? Just a moment, my man. You've been abroad, I take it? Oh, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Then you'll appreciate my estate. Look at this photo. Yes, sir. What do you think of that, eh? Quite an amazing bit of work, sir. It rather reminds me of a portion of Bromster Hall, His Grace's little place in Sussex. L little place? Yes, sir. This might do for the Gate Lodge. Gate Lodge? Uh, how large is his main house? If memory serves, sir, we have close to 100 bedrooms, not counting the haunted suite, of course, which we only open for guests at the Hunt Ball. Uh, whose place did you say that was? Oh, Buck is referring to His Grace, the Earl of Bleakhaven. Dear old Sir Edgar, you know, Smirch. A nobleman. Oh, quite. Buck here is his personal man, you know. No, I didn't know. <laughs> my, my, my. What is, uh, Buck doing here, then? Ah. If I may be permitted to withdraw, madam, my gentleman upstairs will want me to assist him in dressing for dinner. Run along, Buck. Yes, madam. Thank you, madam. Uh, what's all this? Uh, who's dressing for dinner upstairs? Why, my husband, uh, uh, Mr. Bumstead, you know. Ah, your husband, eh? I see. Mr. Bumstead is related to the Earl, eh, Blondie? Well, yes. <laughs> related? <laughs> I should think so. You can't fool me. A buck works for the Earl, and he works here. He's going to dress this Mr. Bumstead? Well, yes, but Then but... Mr. Bumstead is the Earl. You can't fool me. Why, Bumstead works for me. Incognito. Changed his name from Brumster to Bumstead, but uh, it doesn't fool me. Oh, but Mr. Smirch... Uh, dear Lady Bumstead, uh, forgive for not having recognized you before. Lottie, my wife, will never forgive me if I don't insist that you come to us for a weekend. And the Earl. Listen, Dithers, I have an idea. I want you to do something for me. I'm chairman of the entertainment committee at the Civic Club lunch this week, and I want the Earl to be there and make a speech. Well, uh, it might be arranged. Oh, no, Mr. Dithers. Oh, yes, Mr. Dithers. Listen. The Earl works for you, doesn't he? Well, if you want any more contracts from me, have him at that luncheon. Now try it again, Bumstead. Well, uh, first, tell me what this is all about, Mr. Dithers. I'll tell you later. Right now, I want you to concentrate on that English accent. It's just like acting a little part Bumstead, see? Now look, you're supposed to be Sir Edgar, understand? 
We're at a luncheon, see? Now somebody says to you, well, Sir Edgar, how do you like America, and what do you say? I did that once. Do it again. Well, I say, a ripping old top, a top hole, a positively, what? That's better that time. Now, someone says, I hear you're working over here now, Sir Edgar. What's your comeback? Oh, uh, rather, jolly well tootin', uh, working for dear old dithers here, you know. You'll get away with it. Uh, sure. Uh, get away with what? What is this all about? Just a little favor for me, Bumstead. You see, Smirch is chairman of entertainment at a civic club lunch, and he wants the Earl there to make a speech. I don't think he'll do it. I don't either. But Smirch sort of got the idea that you were the Earl, see? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Because he told me that since you were working for me, I'd have to produce you at the luncheon. Well, of course I don't mind going, but... Hey, you don't mean that you want me to make off that I'm the real Earl. That's the idea, Bumstead. Oh, I couldn't do that, Mr. Tithers. Nonsense! Why couldn't you? Why, the real Earl wouldn't like it. What's that got to do with it? Why, I think that's the worst thing you could do to a famous man like that. Steal his name and make a speech that people would think he's making. Suppose I said the wrong things, and I probably would, too. Fiddle faddle. I've got no time to argue, Bumstead. Smirch handed it to me cold. I produce the Earl or lose his work. I'm handing it along to you. Show up at that luncheon as the Earl or look for another job. Oh, gosh. Oh, Blondie. Well, Tithers, uh, lunch is almost over and your nobleman isn't here yet. I don't understand it. Dagwood, or his grace, is always late, but I had Blondie on the phone and she said they were positively coming. I don't mind telling you, Dithers, that I smell a rat. See that man sitting over there? Well, he's society editor of a New York paper. Know why I got him here? I, er, uh, no. Because he knows the Earl by sight, Dithers. What? <laughs> I wasn't taking any chances on your running in a ringer on me. Well, uh, maybe I'd better go see what's keeping uh, his grace. No, you don't. <laughs> Sit right here, because here they come. There's uh, Lady Bumstead and Buck, and I suppose the one in the whiskers is Sir Edgar, eh, Dithers? I suppose so. I mean, yes, of course. Why did the idiot wear whiskers? Eh? Doesn't he always wear them? Why, yes, certainly. I wish I could hear what they're talking about. Sit down, Dagwood. Gosh, Blondie. These whiskers tickle. Well, they were your own idea. Take them off if you want. I can't now. Everyone's seen me in them. Say, who's that man looking at us through the opera glasses? I don't know, but he seems satisfied we look all right. I don't feel all right. Remember, you promised me I wouldn't have to make a speech or say I was the Earl. No, dear. It's all fixed. Buck had the idea that we would say you have laryngitis, and he would speak for you. He'll explain the whole thing, I promise. Are you nervous, Buck? No, sir. Thank you, sir. I fancy I shall do well enough. Look at Dithers and Smirch over there talking to the man with the opera glasses. I bet he's telling him I'm not the real Earl. Oh, no, dear. See, Dithers is smiling. He wouldn't do that if anything was wrong. 
Well, here it comes. Oh, gosh. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have as our distinguished guest today a uh, very distinguished guest. As you all know, I have always prided myself on knowing all the best people. And it is a source of pride to me to bring you as our speaker today, His Grace, the Earl of Bleakhaven, Sir Edgar Buckingham Roger Trevelyan Bromster. Hey, he's got the names mixed up. Those are Buck's names. It's all right, Dagwood. Sit still. I told you Buck would explain. Go on, Buck. Yes, madam. I will endeavor to give satisfaction. Thank you, madam. Mr. Chairman, ladies and gentlemen, you have heard me introduced by a long and wearisome title. I am much prouder of a certain title bestowed upon me since arriving in your city. Hey, he's making off he's the Earl. Blondie, you promised. Don't worry, dear. He is the Earl. What? Listen. I am much prouder of the title that has been given me by your fellow townsman, my dear friend, Mr. Dagwood Bumstead. He calls me Buck. <laughs> In writing my new book on America and Americans, I wanted to get close to them. I found, however, that a title stood a little in the way. So I discarded it and went to work among the people I wanted to know. I selected the Bumsteads as a typical American family and entered their home as a servant. What I discovered in that time is perhaps best told by the dedication I have written for my book, which I should like to read you now. I respectfully dedicate this book to a man who, though actually no kin of mine, is far more worthy of my title than I am. To a man whose hatred of false pretense is such that he refused to wear that title, even for a day, though his livelihood depended on it. To a man of simple good taste and never-ending kindness, in whose eyes all men are truly equal. To the only man I have ever known who actually became a hero to his own valet. To a fine American gentleman, Mr. Dagwood Bumstead. Oh, Dagwood, wasn't that lovely? Dagwood, what's the matter? He's fainted. Take those whiskers off him. Give him air. Oh, Dagwood. Dagwood, darling. And so we leave Blondie and Dagwood of Shady Lane Avenue. We invite you to listen again next week when we join the Bumsteads once more. Next week's episode is entitled... The New Year's Party Caper. Hmm, sounds like a hoot and a half to me. This week's episode, Darling Buck, featured the voice talents of Tara Jones as Baby Dumpling, Carl Zarling as Mr. Dithers, Matt Emerson as Darling, Greg Coots as Smirch, Blaine Landowski as Dagwood, and of course, Lisa Steffel as Blondie. This week's episode was brought to you by the Watertown Players, your favorite community theater group for over 30 years. Remember to follow the Watertown Players on Facebook so you don't miss any exciting news on the entertainment front. This is your announcer, Jim Steffel, thanking you for supporting the Watertown Players and our weekly episodes of Blondie. 
For more information on how you can help fund these fine old-fashioned productions, please text BLONDIE to 44321. That's BLONDIE, B-L-O-N-D-I-E, to 44321. Thank you, and good night. <laughs>